Let's open our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1. The new creation, the revelation of the new creation has been absolutely phenomenal. And, and the Lord gave me the, this revelation about a year ago when I, was, when I was studying on the manifest sons. And the Lord said, don't give this revelation to the church yet. Um, this is about a year ago. Uh, but I will tell you the right time when the church is ready. And I really felt like the Lord was saying, you are ready uh, to manifest the new creation. So, so we're going to get into some stuff today, uh, that is really good. I promise you it won't be painful, but it'll be really good, all right? We're going we're gonna to now deal with, or I'm going to start teaching you on the character of the new man. Very important, the character, all right? So are you in Ephesians chapter 1? Let's read from verse 3. Verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. That's an inception moment right there. Do you understand? He has blessed us with every blessing in heavenly places and he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. To the praise of of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. Okay, we're going to spend a couple of weeks just dividing this portion. Okay, we'll, but I'll first deal with only verse 3 today. Okay, are you ready? We're going to get into to the word, all right? We're a church who loves the word, right? Yeah. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every, 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 there's nothing left, every, <laughs> every, please, you must understand that God is infinite. Do you understand? He's infinite, which means there's no end to him. And he's taken every blessing that God could ever give us that he could ever say, and he's already given it to us. <laughs> you must understand the magnitude of that. Do you understand how important you are? The size of your problems in your life will be a good indication of how much the enemy hates you. Only because... That's the measure of how much he's intimidated by you. Just imagine you're working with a guy in your office or a lady in your office and the boss has blessed that person with every <laughs> spiritual blessing in the heavenlies to that person. What would you feel like? Because 
who he blesses, he's favored. And who he's favored gets all the opportunities to create more blessings. No, I don't know. Maybe I should have said you were that person. Then you would have celebrated it. But today is about character. Okay? It's about character. 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 So the title of my message today is the character of the new creation. So Ephesians 1, Paul says that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. Where? In the heavenlies. Which means that every spiritual blessing, some of us don't even have the knowledge of all of them. And we're figuring it out as we go. We're not saying God give me a prophetic word because he's already released every blessing that you could ever have in your life. If you understand that, you will never run to a man ever again. In fact, I encourage you not to run to after a man or a woman or a child. Because even in our church, children prophesy and they give breakthroughs for you. I would encourage you to get to know the one who really gives you the breakthrough. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places has been given to you. The problem with that is that every spiritual blessing is perfectly matched to the character of Christ. And God is not wanting you to have all the blessings. He wants you to have all of Christ's character. Because if you don't have the character of Christ, you will not know how to manage the blessing that comes upon your life. If I were to take a beggar and give him a million dollars, that beggar will spend a million dollars within a week. Because he does not know the value of a million dollars. But if I teach the beggar how to have character so that he can manage the million dollars, now the beggar has wisdom and the character to manage the million dollars so that he can make a million more. So what we're doing now in this little series within a series is I'm going to give you the character to constantly live the blessed life, to get the benefits of it, but also understand that blessings come with a purpose. Their blessings come with a benefit and a purpose. The benefit is that you are blessed. Like God will not, God will not use your body and discard you. Do you understand? It's not his nature. Maybe your boss in your office does it. <laughs> huh? Pastor, I'm feeling used in, in at work. They're using me. I work till 10 o'clock at night. No, you're allowing yourself to be used. Take that time and use, use that energy to serve the church and allow God to use you. Because by the end of the day, oh, pastor, you know, uh, by, by the time I'm come to retirement age, you know, I feel like I've, uh, these people don't value me. You know, I feel like I'm just another number. Hmm? I'm just another stamp on the passport. I'm just another number, Emirates ID number, just that. That's all my life has been here. I've given everything to the company. I've given everything to this business. I've given everything to this nation. But look at me, I've got nothing left. They don't care about me. See, the problem is that you've allowed yourself 
to be misused. And because you've allowed yourself to be misused, now you feel overused. But when you give yourself to God, now God releases blessings over you, but he, he uses your body. He uses you. And when he uses you, there's a benefit to it. God will not say, oh, well, just work for my kingdom and not bless your body. Hello. God will not cause you to heal people, hundreds of people, and you not get healed. What he does with you, he will do through you. You understand, he's a loving God. He's a loving father. And so my, my, point, to what I, my, my point to the initial, my initial statement is that we must understand that our blessings are not something that we've earned. The blessings that God has blessed us with in the, in the heavenly places happen, are given to us because we are in Christ. We are in Christ in heavenly places. And the only way you can experience the blessed life is if you are in, you're hidden in Christ. Your life is hidden in Christ. Amen. Do you understand? Why? It was not you that died on the cross. Please, I know what Muzu was talking about, please, but please give me a few minutes. What Muzu was saying was 100% right, I agree with him. But it wasn't you that died on the cross that paid the price for your sin. He did it. It was by his grace that you are saved today. But his grace from whom? God gave the grace. God gave every spiritual blessing to Jesus. Not to you. You have to come into this, into, into this really. You know, we've, we've, we've given pep talk so much to people that people think that you, that you are Christ. And we've walked away with such entitlement. And so we, we, there's not, we don't speak with authority, but we speak with indignation. And we act like as if angels work for you. I just called that angel like that, man. And I told him, go and bring me money. And he came and he gave me money. They tolerate you. What they tolerate is a lack of character. <laughs> There's only one. His name is Jesus. He has earned it all. Our responsibility, our responsibility is to be hidden in Christ. Our responsibility is to abide in Christ. The day you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he calls you out of darkness into light. He calls you into light. And now God has released every blessing, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places to Jesus. And because you are in Christ, now you have access to those blessings. You have not earned a single blessing in your life. Let me tell you something, your salary at the end of the month, you don't, it's not something that you earn. Your company values you. That's why they give it to you. It's not because you work. <laughs> it's not because you have a job. No, no, no. It's because of God. I wish you, 
I wish I could explain it a little bit better. You getting your job, your company giving you your job was not because you earned it. They had no clue who you were. You sent your CV because you are in Christ. It was Jesus at the interview. They chose Jesus. They place a value on Jesus. Don't walk around feeling entitled. I got my sales target. That's why I need my commission and my bonus. And my company does not give me commission and bonus. Now I'm going to hate my company because of everything that they're not giving me. But at the end of the day, at the end of the month, you are getting your salary. That's what you committed to. See, but you must understand that you have a job because of Jesus. Yeah, you have a business because of Jesus. In fact, it is Jesus' business, not yours. God gave Jesus the business and God gave Jesus the ability to be successful in business. Jesus is the one through his spirit that is giving you wisdom to make choices on his behalf so that the business can be successful. If you understand that the new, this is the new creation, the character of the new creation is not one of entitlement. It's not one that says, I have earned my stripes. No, no, no. He has earned your stripes. He took all the stripes on his back so that you can be stripeless. So that you, <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but you can be stripeless. Have you seen your back? Look at each other's back. Do you see any stripes on their back? No stripes. Why? It's because you are hidden in Christ. So you must understand that the blessings that God gives his people can only be stewarded by the character of Christ. The only way. Because unless our mind is renewed, like look for example, you know, uh, God wiped out everything and he gave Noah the ability to be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, right? What did his sons do? Messed it all up. Every time God blessed man, man messed it up. So now he wiped it all again and he blessed his son. And he says the only way you can get blessed is if you are in his son. You are in Christ. Why? It's because God trusts his son. Bottom line is God trusts his son. To bring transformation in the world, you can't do it if it's not for Jesus. Jesus is the one who brings transformation on the earth. In fact, the Bible says that he is the first of many sons. Your responsibility and my responsibility is to be transformed into the character of Christ. It is only when we're transformed into the character of Christ, then the benefit of the blessings will be upon us and the purpose of the blessings will flow through our lives. Do you understand that? Do you understand that? Do you understand that? Okay. <laughs> After three times, third time is the resurrection. Like... Please, uh, I'm completely changing what you've heard all your life. I understand that. I've, I understand that you, are, you might feel like nothing. But I want to encourage you <laughs> that you are nothing without Jesus. And be okay with being nothing. The problem is that we have this self-qualification that makes us think that, wow, we are something. You are nothing without Jesus. 
and be okay with nothing. Because you gave him rags, you gave him ashes, and he gave you beauty. It is, it is Jesus that takes something that is ugly and makes it absolutely beautiful. It is only Jesus. So be okay with where you're at. Be okay. Oh, pastor, I have so many flaws. Man, every flaw would become a flower in his hand. Every flaw would become such beauty in the presence of Jesus. Man, you must understand who you are in Christ. In Christ, you are somebody. Out of Christ, you are nobody. You are in darkness. But when you are in the light, all of heaven only can see Jesus. 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 They only see Jesus. That's why angels listen to you. Because they're listening to Jesus through your words. Through your mouth. So my suggestion, the next time when you're dealing with the realm of the spirit, is really put on your cap of humility. Know your role and speak the words of Jesus. It's very important that we understand that because we might think we're like, whoa, man, I'm like, woo, wow, wow. No, honestly, this church did not grow without a single advertisement. Who did it? Who did you come for? It's amazing, isn't it? So, since we're all on the same page now. <laughs> Every blessing in the heavenly places has been given to Jesus. Do you agree? And if you are in Christ, we are called partakers. <laughs> partakers. Only one part. Takers. Do you understand? We are partakers of his blessing. We're not earners of all the blessings. We're partakers of his blessing. Which means Jesus' love for you is so great that he allows you to eat from his tiffin box. <laughs> Some of you are waiting for like something spiritual. No, no, please, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get, get you to understand. Jesus has brought an awesome lunch today. Yeah. And, and he, he says, okay, if you are in Christ, I will share what is mine with you. With you. That, that's more than enough. You just take one bite, brother. No man shall not live on bread alone. Just take this word and I'll give you this word. And when you take this word, it will fill every part of your life. It's good, huh? Jesus allows us. We don't earn. Jesus, I led worship for you today. It was awesome. <laughs> Jesus, I preached such an awesome message today. People were like on the floor. Repenting, not sleeping. Repenting. <laughs> Might walk away feeling like we've accomplished something. But I want to tell you something. You will accomplish nothing without Jesus. Without his grace, he allows you to partake of his grace. The grace that God gave to Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, he gives to us. The surrendered life enables us to live a life without entitlement. 
the surrendered life allows us to live a life in Christ without entitlement, which means if I come to church today and I give my offering, I'm entitled to a blessing. No, 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 you're not. In fact, he was the one who gave you the money to put in the offering back box. <laughs> he was the one who woke you up today to come to church. He was the one who told you what to wear. You didn't decide that. He was on speaking to you. He is the one who gave you the money to put in your fuel tank. He's the one who actually gave you the grace to drive. He's the one who gave the inspector the permission to give you permission to get your license. Should I go on anymore? You fully understand, right? That we live by grace. We don't earn anything. But when we, when we come to church and we, we think that we are something more special than Jesus, there's a problem. There's a problem. There's a lack of character. The old man, please listen to me, the old man used to earn his way into a blessing. The new man rests in his blessing. To live by grace, to live by God's grace means I rest in his work. Which means if I need a sales target to be achieved in my office, I'm going to go, Jesus, I'm going to partner with you. This blessing, when this sales target is met, Jesus, you can take all the glory. But use me for your glory. When you meet your sales target and Jesus does get the glory, he says, okay, you can have a piece of my glory. And he allows you. And then when he gives you a piece of the glory, now your company releases your commission. Do you understand? You don't earn it. He earns it. But he allows you to partake of his blessing. What is his has become yours. Why? It's because he paid the price and he says, come, come, partake, come, come eat my, of my body, come drink of my blood. He didn't say, oh, the father's coming and the father's giving you his body and his blood. Oh, the father's giving you a business, come take the business. No, no, he says, come take of what is mine. The Holy Spirit comes and he says, he, the Holy Spirit comes and he gives you what is Jesus's. See, the problem is that we don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, so we don't even know what is ours. And we're going calling out heavens and changing realms and atmospheres and all of that kind of stuff, and, and the Holy Spirit in us is saying, just ask of me a nation as your inheritance, and nations will come to you. I'm prophesying now. Do you understand? He's saying... He says, ask of me a nation, and nations will come to you. Ask him for one nation, and all the nations will come to you. Why? Because that's how he blesses us. All of the nations, the Bible says that all of the nations, their desire is Jesus. When you make your desire Jesus, now all of the nations will begin to come to you. As you lift him up. All men will be drawn to him. I want to encourage you in your own walk with God, in your personal relationship with God, have the character to give Jesus what is his. Have the character to say, Jesus, I know I did not do this on my own. Have the character to say, Jesus, without you, I am nothing. 
In fact, Jesus, I will, I will, I will just submit myself to you. Use my nothingness to bring glory to your name. That's the character that we want to have as new creation. Because we have been listening to new creation, new creation. I can do this. I can call out. I can speak. And I, no, 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 no. You must understand that without Jesus, you can do no thing. But with Jesus, all things are possible. I'll repeat it because you're thinking this is an inspirational moment. This is actually a transformational moment. Without Jesus, nothing is possible. With Jesus, all things are possible. All things are possible. All things are possible. You must understand that there's a purpose, there's a benefit and a purpose to a blessing. And it is only the character of Jesus, the character of Christ, that will enable us to be transformed and to transform. Are you with me? It is only the character of Jesus that can handle the blessing that God has for you. No. If I were to give you a million dollars today, what would you do with it? I'm so glad you're quiet because that tells me you don't know what to do with it. <laughs> In the kingdom of God, are you listening? Every blessing comes with instructions. Because there's a purpose to the blessing. God trusts Jesus. So he gives Jesus the blessing. And with the blessing comes the instructions for the purpose. With the blessing, there is a place in Christ where there is a benefit to it. And I will get into it a little more deeper. But with it comes instructions to bring transformation. It is only the character of Christ that can carry the weight of a blessing. It is only the character of Christ. You can have a good character, brother. You came from a good family. Let me tell you something. Money can corrupt. <laughs> if I were to give you $10 million and I would say, man... You, are, you have the choice. Don't need to come to church ever again. $10 million. The character of Christ would say, thank you for the $10 million. I receive it, but I will go to church. Right? Why? It's because I understand that these $10 million did not come from you. It came from him. There is a purpose to these $10 million. And the instructions only come from Walk into, into a room like this, $10 million. Who has debt? Anybody has debt, 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 debt? Just pay off their debt. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Why? Because if Jesus had $10 million and you were sitting in the room with debt, do you think he would keep the money? Character of Christ. Come on, man. Come on, character of Christ. I told, I told the Lord one day, I said, you know, in my, uh, my kind of immaturity, 
I told the Lord, I said, God, give me the money to pay off a nation's debt. Then I found out what, how much the debt was. <laughs> then the Lord said, son, if I were to give you $16 billion to pay off a nation's debt, do you think you have a bank account to handle that? He says, the red flags will go off in every bank. I wonder where you got this money from. In fact, you would be in more trouble. Do you understand? Sometimes we, we try to chew off more than we can, we bite off more than we can chew. And, and I, I said, okay, Lord, you have your way. And so the Lord said, okay, I'll start from scratch. I will grow you into a place where you would have enough money, where your banks would be okay to have not just 16 billion. Please don't clap, okay? This is my promise. I'm sharing it with you, okay? Do you, do you see that? I'm sharing it with you. Come on, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. And, so he, and so he says, I will grow you to such a state that you, every, the nations, nations, it's biblical. The nations will come to you to borrow money from you. Amen. Do you understand? This is, the, so, so then he says, all I need you to do is remain in Christ. Rest in Christ. It's amazing that we only want our debts paid off. But we never ask for other people's debts. We ask for our needs. But never the church's needs. Never people's needs. What if, what if you start praying like Jesus? See, it's character, isn't it? The character of Christ. The character of Christ that says, Father, not just my will but your will be done. Father, not just, just my need, but also Sam's need, also Angelo's need, Arun's need, God. Lord, I ask you, just not, not for, just ask, okay, Lord, if you want to use me as a channel for them, just do it so that I will be faithful. Please listen to me. I will be faithful to what you give me. Do you understand? Not to keep it, but to Give it away. I'm just talking about finances, but you can talk about love. You can talk about peace. You can talk about just groceries for that matter. But God is looking for character. He's looking for the character of Christ in us so that he can bless us. You know, born-again Christians, not you, born-again Christians. Now that's you. You're looking at me like, who are those? <laughs> born again Christians or born again believers are known as Christians that's a heavy revy right there right they're known as Christians so to be a Christian it means that you follow Christ you believe his word and you follow his teachings so which means you are known according to the word that you carry Or in, or in other ways, or in, 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 in a, another way to put it, is you are known according to the character of Christ in you. You know, my father, <clears throat> earthly father, 
He's an absolutely hilarious, phenomenal, awesome, beautiful man, and I love him. Just one day I hope that you could meet him. Yeah. Just make you laugh all the time. He's, just a, he, he's like a happy poo, if you understand him. And my father has a certain character trait, okay? And when my father and my mother had me, they, uh, they put the best of their ability, their gifts, their talents into me. My sister, I don't know. <laughs> but I got the best. Right? <laughs> so there are, there are certain personality traits that are in me that even my sister doesn't have. Okay? Right? Do you understand that? Those, when you look at my dad and you look at me, you will say, this guy is his son. Why? It's because his character has been transformed, uh, has been transferred into me, and now I'm living according to who he was or who he is. In the same way, we are called Christians, not because of Abraham's seed, but because of the Christ seed in and through our lives. The, what qualifies you to be a Christian is not Abraham's seed, which means, oh, you know, Abraham through Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and then Israel and the rest of the world and all that kind of stuff. Just, it's awesome. There are people who are like that and praise the Lord for them. But you and I, the new creations, are not created after Abraham's seed, but we are created after the Christ seed. Now, you must understand that the Christ seed is a very powerful seed. When, when Mary heard the word, she got pregnant with the Christ child. So which means, please understand that the way God creates the new is by giving his word. You are known as a Christian because you believe his word and because you follow his word. Otherwise, you're not a Christian. So I want to give you a couple of characteristics today of the character of Christ, okay? So the first one, character, okay? The first one is incorruptibility. Amen. Say incorruptible. One Peter chapter one and verse twenty-three says, "We are not born of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed." You must understand today that when God speaks, He creates. God does not speak in hopes that it happens. Every time you hear God's word, like you're listening today you're listening to today, he's creating. Your faith can manifest that of what he's saying. But the character of Christ is that it's, he is incorruptible. How many of you believe that? For those of you who don't believe it, I'll read it again. So that you can understand what the Bible says. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 23 we are not born of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed. What does that mean, John? 
It means that the character of Christ is that he is incorruptible. Just remember that I said a few minutes ago, there's a benefit and a purpose to every blessing. When the incorruptible seed comes into your mind and into your heart, there's, an, there's a blessing that comes with it. There's a benefit that comes with it. But there's also a purpose for it. How many of you believe that God is incorruptible? Okay. How many of you believe that you are corruptible? Yeah, it's fine. Absolutely fine. How many of you believe this tissue box is corruptible? How many of you believe this building is corruptible? Of course, pastor, what are you saying? How many of you believe that Jesus is incorruptible? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So the nature of God is to give life. Yeah. The benefit of incorruptibility is life. So when you receive the incorruptible seed into your mind, we talk about renewal of the mind brings transformation. Transformation is the benefit. Transformation, having a transformed life is the benefit of a transformed body. The incorruptible seed. You must understand, please, I'm hoping that you understand this. That when Mary heard the word, divinity came and mixed with humanity and gave birth to a new creation. Every time you receive the word of God, as human as you are, it has, you have the ability to produce or reproduce a new creation. Which means that you benefit from receiving the word. What is your benefit? Your benefit is life. Your, every time you receive the word of God, because the word is incorruptible, the word transforms the very body that you receive it into. You don't need people to lay hands on you and heal you. You need the word. When you receive the word, the word comes into you and it heals your body. Why? It's because you placed a value on the character of Christ. You said, wow, God, I understand and I receive your ability of, of your blessing is life, but your character is incorruptibility. When I understand, when I make that a value system in my life, now he gives me more word. More word. As my character, as the character of Christ in me grows, he gives me more word. He gives me more blessings. And life now begins to impact my physical body. And as it impacts my physical body, there's a purpose to that life. Because everything around us is corrupting. Every gold bar that you ever invested in will corrupt. <laughs> Some of you have put more faith in your gold bar than in the kingdom of God. Hello. You must understand that it will fade. The gold. You know, I bought this, this ring. It's my wedding ring. Very precious. I never leave the house with it, without it. Okay. This ring, after 12 years of marriage, looks like it had went through a wall. <laughs> Not with my wife, but with all the elements of life. <laughs> 
You understand, even the most precious thing that is of this world can corrupt. But the minute you understand that his character is that he's incorruptible, which means he can never corrupt. And you start receiving his word. There's a blessing, there's a benefit that comes from his character of incorruptibility. And that benefit is he begins to give you life. He allows you to start living. You know why? It's because you have Christ. You are hidden in Christ. So God has made Christ incorruptible. And every time you are in Christ, he makes you? There's a purpose to it. And the purpose is that all of creation is longing for your incorruptibility. In fact, it's longing for Christ's incorruptibility. So that now you can not only receive life, but also you can give life. Life is the blessing that comes from the character of incorruptibility. Are you okay? So the second thing is that you are anointed. Hallelujah. Man, God did not take a can of oil and pour it all over you and said, brother, from today you are anointed. That is just symbolic. But the Bible says that you are anointed with the spirit. Acts chapter 10 and verse 38 says that Jesus of Nazareth was anointed with the spirit of God. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the spirit, with his spirit, and he went about doing good. Yeah. You want, how many of you want to do good? Yeah. Good works, yes. right? Yeah. You need the anointing. You need the anointing. God needs to anoint you with his spirit. But what if I told you that God anointed Jesus? And if you are in Jesus, you are in Christ, you are already. You don't need another man to give you. Brother, give me double portion, double portion of your anointing. Man, if I had double portion, I would keep it. I have one portion that's enough. Do you understand? You are anointed. Let me tell you something. Jesus of Nazareth was anointed with the Spirit of God. Which means God's very power. God's grace itself. He took Jesus and he gave him all of himself. And when he gave him all of himself, the first thing that Jesus did was do good. He went from Jesus of Nazareth to becoming Jesus the Christ. The word Christ, Christian. You're called Christian? Are you sure? Christian means that you are anointed. Oh man. Brother, when you say I am a Christian at your workplace, what you're saying is God has anointed me. God has anointed me. Not with oil, with his spirit. Mm. He's anointed me with his spirit. He's anointed you with his spirit. What? Why? To do good works. Please listen to me. When you're anointed with the spirit, your humanity dies. 
and you become more divine. When the Spirit of God comes on you, the natural, the nature of the Spirit or the blessing of the Spirit is to quicken. It's to quicken your mortal bodies. Come on now. Your ability to fade away, your ability to become old and, and retire and die, he quickens it. He quickens. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead gives life to your mortal bodies. So, the, so when, when the character of, of God, the character of Christ is that he quickens. He quickens. He makes you fast. He makes you supernatural. So Acts chapter 10 and verse 38 <laughs> says, says that Jesus was anointed with the Spirit of God. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead gives life to his mortal body. There's something that changed Jesus of Nazareth, the man, to make him Jesus, the Christ, the anointed one. Do you understand? If you are in Christ and you call yourself a Christian, it means that you are anointed with the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. My question to you right now is, are you feeling dead or alive? Because if you're alive, then that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is causing you to do something good. Being awake and full of energy is the result or the fruit of having the Holy Spirit in you. Are you anointed? You're anointed. When you get anointed with the Holy Spirit, you are never the same. Your natural way of doing things completely changes. You become a supernatural being. They say if you take a car and the car drives around this racetrack once, you'll be able to see the car. But if the car drives around so fast, around the racetrack, the tendency is for you, for it to break the speed of light. And when it breaks the speed of light, you can't see it. It's like an airplane. It's going so fast, you can hear the sound, but you can't really see it. Do you understand? That is what it means to be a supernatural person. A supernatural being is a person who can take a, a job which is meant to be for, for six months and do it in three weeks. Do you understand? It, it only happens because you're anointed. You're anointed in Christ. Christ is the one who's anointed. And when you get saved, you are in Christ. And when you're in Christ, now Christ's ability becomes your ability. You're a supernatural being. You do the super things in a very natural way. You are very naturally supernatural. Do you, do you understand? So healing the sick in, in our church, we don't really go out and pray and we, we just speak the word. The, why? Because the, the supernatural being understands he sent his word and healed our diseases. I can send the word and get a breakthrough for your life. I can send the word and heal your body. I can send the word and cast out demons. I can send the word and lift depression off your life. All you need to do is send the word. 
Just imagine with me Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth was looking for John to be baptized. But Jesus the Christ went into the wilderness and overcame the devil. It happened in an instant. The Bible says that God spoke over him and said, you are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And then the spirit came upon him. And then he went from just being Jesus of Nazareth to being Jesus the anointed one. The word anointed actually means separated. It means to be separated. If God takes you and me and he separates us from the rest of the crowd. Do you know why he does that? So the rest of the crowd can look and see how awesome Jesus is. They can look at you and say, man, when this guy was with us, we did not know anything about him. When this guy was in our old church, we didn't know all this stuff that he could preach and do this and do that. All he did. But God had to take you and separate you so that they can know that the power of God is on you. So don't be bothered. Be okay with separation. I'm not saying this in marriage. I'm talking about God, okay? Just don't go down that road. <laughs> Husbands are like, oh, finally I will have a break. <laughs> I will go and hang out with the guys. No, no, no. You are one flesh. Forget about it. There's no separation. In fact, that's the one thing that God said, let no man separate. Okay? So, but here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. God chooses the unqualified. He chooses the foolish things. He chooses the unwise. He chooses the unqualified. He chooses everything that you put an un next to, God chooses that one. And when he chooses you, he uh, takes you, uh, separates you, and he gives you the anointing. He gives you himself. And he gives you, the reason why he gives you himself is because he wants the rest of the world to, to, who knew that you were weak, who knew that you were foolish, who knew that you were unqualified, and to look at you now and say, what qualified them? What made them different? What made them special? It has to be Jesus, because I've tried everything else, but I know only Jesus can make the difference in their life. This is my church. I came to the right church now. Praise the Lord. <laughs> now I feel like you're alive. Now I feel like you're ready for the word. Oh, should we start again? <laughs> you must understand the supernatural nature of God. The supernatural God that is in you, that is upon you. You must understand, Jesus, um, Jesus when, he was, when he lived 2,000 years ago, man, he never had internet. He never had apps. He, he never had Facebook and YouTube to preach his message. He never had anything. 
He just came and he spoke a message. And in fact, some of them did not even like his message. Like some of you might not. But that's okay. But that's okay. But, but here's the thing about Jesus though. When he preached his message, he did not wait for a response. He just preached his message and he left. And 2,000 years later, his message is still being preached. This is the supernatural nature of God. This is the character of the anointing. The character of the anointing is what you do today, 2,000 years from now. You will watch and you will see that they'll be still doing the same thing. Still preaching your messages. Still following in your footsteps. Come on, somebody say, I am anointed. Come on, man. Come on. I'm anointed. Don't just think the anointing is only for the worship team and for the preacher in the front and for the coaches and the heads. No, no. Trust me, we're all here to serve you. We are anointed to serve. You're anointed to do. You understand? We can't, we can't walk around like we are somebody like up on the top. We are actually, if there was a bottom, we are lower than that. You understand? The higher the title, the lower the position. We must come into this place where we understand that Jesus gave his life for the bride. He gave his life for people. He did not give his life for a title. He gave his life for people. And if you can place yourself where Jesus places, where he places you, you will understand that every word is powerful. Every word empowers. Every word transforms. Every word cannot be taken lightly. You must understand, man, if, if, if you were had the very key to success in life, and that key was given to you by sitting on a hospital bed with an intravenous in your arm, would you go? Yes, you would go. You would go through any extent. You would pay any price because you knew the guarantee was success will happen. But what if I told you that if you are anointed by God, if you receive the word of God into your life, the very anointing. You want to increase in the anointing? How many want to increase in the anointing? Right? Increase in the word. You just increase in the word. When you increase in the, in the word, the character of Christ will grow. When the character of Christ will go, grow, you will start doing things that even you will be shocked by. Do you think I'm shocked by, wow, you know, I, I said Liverpool will win and then Liverpool won. Do you think I'm shocked? Yes, I am shocked. Because I never grew up thinking, wow, man, you know, my words now, you know, if I say something, it happens. Do you understand? He, he, what he does is God is waiting for you to speak his word. When you speak his word, the angels will carry the word in their hands like that. They'll run around. They will carry it and they will run to the bank. They will run to your business. They will run to your friends. They will run to your husband and your wives. They will work and they will bring restoration. They will cause money to come into your bank accounts only because you've spoken the word. You've received the word and now the anointed one in you is speaking the word and he's releasing the word into your life.
you know, we don't, as, as the new creation, we don't just speak a message. We are the message. Just think about it. You don't preach the word. You are the word. You are the message of Jesus. Because you are in Christ. You are the very message that he's trying to, that the Lord wants to give to the world. So that's the second thing. You're anointed. The third thing is that you are gifted. Hallelujah. (laughs) You are gifted. But I want to tell you something. Because you are in Christ, you are gifted. He, God the Father says, Jesus, well done. You did everything that I wanted you to do. Take everything that is mine. Every gift, please listen to me. Every gift, every ability that is God's is in Jesus. (laughs) It's not just the fivefold. It's not just prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists. Every gift of God has been given to Jesus. And if you are in Christ, which you are, you are? Very good. Because you are in Christ, now you have access. You're a partaker. So take your part. Take your part. Take the part that Jesus is giving to you. You know how, when you know you have that part, when you're in the mall and you're walking around and there's someone in a wheelchair. Jesus is saying, take your part of the gift of healing, brother. Oh, come on. Gift of healing. When you're, when you're walking around your office and you're hearing bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news, Jesus is saying, hey, you have access to the prophetic gift. Why don't you prophesy? You're a new creation. Prophesy. You think those problems are because of you and for you and against you? No, no, no. Those problems are coming at you only because God wants to develop. God wants you to carry the benefit of the gifts in you. Something special about you and me. Just think about this. God chose you before the foundation of the world to be in Christ. He didn't choose you, he didn't choose you before the foundation of the world to be gifted. His gift to you is to be in Christ. And it's the character of Christ that you develop that gives you access to um, facilitate the blessings that come into your life. You're a facilitator. To bring transformation, you must understand that you're a facilitator. God is trusting you and I to facilitate, to bring transformation on the earth by using his special gifts. So if you were to look at your life, if you were to look at circumstances that you're in, even right now, your job situation, your marriage, finances, whatever it is, would you say that, sorry, I just saw something. Would you say that those problems are coming because of you or they're coming for you? They're coming for you. All those demons in hell, They're coming for you. For you to grow. 
So here's my advice to you. Don't be intimidated or impressed by the size of your problem. Don't be impressed by the, by the report of the doctor, please. Don't be so impressed by, my goodness, I have cancer. <sighs> Let me love everybody because I have three months to live. <laughs> Don't be impressed by it. What you need to be impressed with is the gifts, the abilities, the anointing. Hmm? Right? That is upon you. Why? It's because all of these things are coming at you. They're coming to you so that you could grow in your dominion, so that you can grow in your authority, and you can bring life into every circumstance and situation around you. Come on, man. Jesus. You know, the tendency... Tendency for us when we experience the supernatural, when we experience breakthrough, when we experience signs and wonders, when we experience all of this stuff, God doesn't come to you and tell you He's doing it. Do you know that? You know why? It's because He doesn't like taking credit for it. Powerful. How many of you understand what I'm saying? God doesn't come to you. He's not so insecure to take credit for what he does. He allows you to think that you're doing it. That's the, that's the nature of a supernatural God. It's so supernatural, you think like, wow. Man, I prayed, pastor. <laughs> I prayed in the house, and that lady in the hospital blinked her eyes and came out from death. You did pray, for sure, you did pray. Praise God that you prayed. But it's not because of your prayer that that lady came up. It is because God loves that lady. She, he had a purpose for her life. He just needed a vessel to speak the word. You understand? Our purpose for testimony is never really to say, well, pastor, you know. We have to be comfortable with saying he did it. It's about him. It was never about you and me. It was always about him. And the true character of Christ is really a person who um, is a person who really comes into this place of living with such humility. Lives with the intention of humility. That everything that I have in this life is because of Jesus. And everything that I live for in this life is for his glory. Everything that I want to achieve, I want to do, everything that I, I, I choose to put it away, and I choose his desire. Lord, what is your desire? Lord, what is your will for my life? Right? But the tendency for us, sometimes Christians, is to feel, because of the supernatural nature, because of the, 
when we don't have the character of Christ, the tendency for us to feel like we are superior compared to other people will cause us to be blinded by pride. And the true character of Christ, even when a person, like for example, if I give a prophetic word and it comes to pass, and the person says, how did you, you do it? Instead of being very philosophical and saying, I went into my bedroom and then, you know, I kneeled down. When I kneeled down, then an angel came to me and the angel spoke to me and said, what is your wish, master? <laughs> Instead of bluffing your way through it, the easiest way, the character of Christ says, I just point to Jesus. I really don't know. He did it. And I'll tell you something, because he did it with somebody like me who doesn't know how to do it, he would do it for you, a person who doesn't really know it. That's character. The character of Christ. The character of Christ is not super qualified. He left his glory in heaven and he became poor so that you and I can become rich. It's the best investment that you and I can make. To become Christ-like is to choose to become poor so that he can make you rich. Poor doesn't mean money. Poor means carry your cross. Poor means saying, Jesus, I carry your cross with you and I choose to walk as you so that people can see you and not really me. David in the Psalm says, less of me, more of you. And the true nature, the true character of the, of, of the new creation is one that truly loves. Everything that the new creation does, he does out of love. Everything he does, he does out of love. So in closing, let's open our Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians this is the verse that we've been on about the new creation right verse 17 but I want want you to read from verse 14 verse 14 says for the love of Christ compels us because we judge like this that if one died for all then all died. And, if, and he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Look at me now. What he's trying to say in verse 14 is the love of Christ compels us. Not my love for Christ. It's the love of Christ. The same thing about the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's not your fear of the Lord. It is his fear of the Lord that the fear of the Lord for God is the beginning of wisdom. In the same way, here he's saying for it's the love of the Lord that compels us to judge. As new creations, we are put in a position every single day, every minute of the day to judge. If I told you 
there's a verse in the bible that says the power of life and death is in your tongue what would you choose when that guy cuts you on the road what do you choose when your wife nags you at home what would you do choose speak when that boss in your office is troubling you what do you do speak life don't resign speak life why is because it's the love of christ that compels us to judge what are we judging them as listen to me listen to me very carefully we judge them like this if christ died all died no jesus did not die just for christians hello if christ died then all died if christ rose again not just christians what what's he trying to say he's saying john and life church global the love of christ has a perspective the character of christ has a perspective when it sees people and the perspective is this that christ made the provision for all of mankind to die and be resurrected with him he's made that provision already you cannot look at another person as a sinner you cannot look at another person as having flaws hello you cannot look at another person as in this person needs to pay the price vengeance revenge there's no revenge there's no vengeance one day i will show them <laughs> one day one day you will show them you show them christ i love the i love the testimony of what is avi adi adi i love his testimony because he's being bullied man and he just decides to love he changes a guy's life who is persecuting him by saying nice shoes man i like your shoes do you understand the love that christ has for you and me compels us to love them it's the only way they will open up their heart for the word the same word that gives you life is the word that will give them life but the only way the only access that we can have into people's lives into all of creation is if we have the perspective that because Christ died they died we cannot look at the world as sinners and that's the problem with evangelism in the church today they're constantly trying to reach sinners Those guys haven't read this verse. 
Do you understand? You say a sinner's prayer. Do you think that prayer is powerful to save your life? What if I told you that you weren't a sinner? What if I told you that your sins were taken on that cross 2,000 years ago? The good news of the gospel is that Christ died on your behalf already. God doesn't look at you as a sinner. He looks at you with love. Love. He looks at you with love. We think, brother, when the keyboard comes up, it's playing emotional music. It's the right time to sow the seed. What were you sowing before that? Good question, pastor. <laughs> Put your hand up if you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Emotional voice. Keyboard. Come here. I'm feeling guilty. I've been a sinner all my life. Jesus, take the wheel. Take it from my hand. And we have this little emotional experience and we think that I'm saved, brother. I'm saved because of a prayer. Wrong. You're saved because he prayed. You got saved because you chose to believe that he paid a price for you. Not because you paid a, prayed a prayer. That is still the works of the law. That is still humanity. But Jesus, the Bible says that he intercedes. He's praying for you. Even after you get saved, he's still praying for you. <laughs> because there's that, that old man that is still pulling you from the grave. It's like, drink, drink. Smoke, smoke. <laughs> swear, swear a little bit more. <laughs> God, don't get from me. I really feel like as a new creation, you have to stop living next to the graveyard. <laughs> new creation. You're a new creation in Christ. Build your house upon the rock. His name is Jesus. Heavenly places. Right now, as you're sitting here, the Lord is healing your body. Right now. Every pain in your body is leaving now. 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 Every pain in your body is leaving now. Now. Acid reflux. Now. It's leaving now. Now. Arthritis. Now. It goes. Sugar, diabetes, all of that stuff is going now, now. Because you have chosen, you've made a choice to receive the incorruptible word of God. And the incorruptible word of God is making your physical body incorruptible right now. He's giving you life. He's giving you abundance of life because he has a plan and purpose for your life. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. Verse 16 says, Therefore from now on, we regard no one according to the 
flesh it's amazing isn't it after this service you cannot look at your husband the same way and you cannot behave husband you cannot behave the same way you're a new creation now even though we have known Christ according to the flesh yet we know him thus no longer therefore if anyone is in Christ he's a new creation that's your part you're a new creation and he says old things have passed away he doesn't say the doesn't say the old man has passed away he says old things and behold all things have become new come on man it's powerful you must understand that when you became a new creation you became a new creation and everything that was old around you changed the reason why it changed is because your perspective of all things has changed see the the reason why the character of love is so important for us is because i cannot look at things the same way that i did before i've got to see it according to my new creation character according to the character of christ i've got to see all things according to jesus if if there's a problem in my life i'm not looking at it as a problem i'm looking at it as a solution I'm not looking at, a, at, at, at sickness in my body as a problem that's going to defeat me. I'm looking at it at as an opportunity for victory. It's a perspective. Your perspective has to change. Your perspective has to change over about all things. The problem is that we are too beaten up. We come to church beaten by our problems. And we're hoping to get a quick fix. so that we can have a solution what if i told you that jesus is the breakthrough that you are in breakthrough itself you are in breakthrough you are in victory he has already finished the work you all you need to do is change your perspective when you change your perspective and you start loving everything around you now you have a hope you give it hope and you have a hope to live Let's stand up. Let's stand up. Let's stand up. When your perspective changes about all things, that's when old things will start passing away. That's when all things will start becoming new. It's because you start looking at it according to the character of Christ. verse 18 are you ready for this now all things are of god now when your perspective changes with love all things have become new and all things have changed when you are a new creation in Christ all things are of god all things are of god including carbs 
Hello? Every diet has the word die in it. All the diets died on the cross. <laughs> Please listen to me. I, I know it sounds funny, but there's a truth to it. It says, all things, when your perspective changes about all things, all things become of God, including secular music. Including movies, clubs. The religious people are like, I don't know if I'm into this new, new stuff, new stuff. Please, please listen to me. Every creation, you look at all of creation as good things. Whether they're manifesting sin, they're manifesting sin on the way to redemption. <laughs> please, please understand. When, 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 when we come into this place where every single person is of God, every person is of God, and you start treating them, you start becoming sensitive to them. When your perspective changes about people, you start caring for them. I'll give you an example. You know, the, the, the entire nation is fasting. It's Ramadan now. And some of us might feel like, why do we have to fast? But I'm not. But they can. But if you have the perspective of love, the character of love, all things. They're fasting. say it's so awesome that they're fasting for God. Maturity. They're fasting because they want more of God. Completely changes your prayer life. It says God, in this season where they're abstaining from food, reveal yourself as a good God. Reveal yourself to them. Come in their dreams. God, the entire, an entire nation is seeking you. This entire nation is in repentance, God. Reveal yourself to them. You must understand that they, their hearts are good, man. They're not evil people. They're good people. They really, truly are seeking God. They're truly seeking to be better people. What is wrong with that? There's nothing wrong. When the Catholics are doing Lent, there's nothing wrong. It's so beautiful to see people desiring God. Your perspective changes when you choose to love. The character, we, the, the value system, the character of Christ is, is that when I choose to love, now I become a source of life to everything around me. I see everything as being a blessing and not a curse. I see everything that people do as an opportunity for God to reveal His love for them. And I'm telling you, this church, every single person in this room, 
God has chosen you today to be that generation of love, to be that that group of people who would carry the character of Christ in them so that God can release more blessings onto your life. We just don't want blessings more and more. We want the character of Christ. We want to love like Christ's love. We want to be anointed like Christ was anointed. We want to be separated unto God. We want to be gifted and we want to do all of that stuff. Man. But never want to treat people different to how God would treat them. We need to treat people no matter what they're doing, no matter what they say, no matter how they are, what color, what caste, what creed, how much of money in the bank, what position of job. It does not matter. God is not impressed by your humanity. He wants to give you His divinity. God wants to give you of Himself so that all of creation would know Him. For us as the new creation, what's most important in this season is to develop the character of Christ. So I want you to put your hand up to, to Jesus right now. Say, Lord, I just... I thank you for every person that is in this room, God. I thank you that you chose each and every person that is here. And Lord, we want to make a commitment today to not just pursue you for the blessing, but we want to pursue you for your character. The character of Jesus. Lord, when people talk to us, Lord, we, our desire is that they would hear Jesus. When we would speak, when we would sing, when we would dance, when we would clap, when we would celebrate, we would celebrate like Jesus celebrates. Father, when we go to work, it is Jesus going to work. When we're in our homes with our kids, it would be like Jesus. It is Jesus at home. We thank you, Father, for every gift, for every talent, for every ability that you poured into us because of Jesus. Lord, we honor you for that. And we, we surrender these gifts to you and we say, use us for your glory. Use us for the kingdom. Use everything that we have for your kingdom, God. Whether it's business, whether it is family, whether it's education, whatever it is, God, even in our jobs, use it for your glory, Lord. Lord, we want to live a life of revelation, revealing Christ. We pray a blessing over every person that is in this room, God. That as Christ is the first of many sons, that they will also be the first of many sons in this nation. That you have separated this church for a reason. You've called us out of different churches, different streams, different nations to come into this church, God, to be here, to anoint us for such a time as this. Lord, I pray right now that the character of Jesus will be formed in us. That you would, through your word, you would reveal to us the character of Jesus. That we would not be caught up with just emotionalism in church, but we would be caught up with Christ. Christ.